the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, back in the saddle. I want to thank my good friend um, and my co-host today, Mr. Mark Vargas, for filling in, on me, filling in for the show on last week. Uh, I don't know, most of you may or may not know I lost my son tragically on Monday to suicide. It's, um, it's been a real tough time, but we've been able to get through it because of people that love us. Yeah, I don't think we need this, right? Because no. we can hear it in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've been able, my wife and I, we've been able to get through this through the love and support of so many people. And um, just want to thank you guys. And Scott, thanks so much for having me. Um, I had to get out here because, you know, getting back in the saddle, it really helps heal. So, um, Mark? Well, listen, John, it was an honor for me to guest co-host last week. Your ser- the service was wonderful. It was a celebration. And the impact that he had was unbelievable. 1,400 people. 1,400 people. Can I say real quick? Of course. So, um, please forgive me. I didn't know I was going to be on the stage. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I brought a suit with me to change into later, but Champion was one of the, my son loved Champion gear, so uh, that's why I wanted to wear it today in honor of him. And LLJ, Long Live John. Well, this is such a unique experience because not only are we speaking on stage, but we're live on AM 560, the answer. So say hello, give a big clap out to AM 560, uh, the audience. Go ahead. <laughs> Scott Casper, thanks for this event. Thank you to Responsibility in Government and Freedom Initiative Now. This is so important. You know, Scott wanted me to share a little bit about my story. September 11th, 2001 was my lightning bolt moment. I was a sophomore at Judson University in Elgin, and my mom had called the dorm room and said, turn on the TV, and I walked into the main TV room just in time to see the plane fly into the World Trade Tower, and it was at that moment that I knew that I wanted to serve my country, and I didn't know what that looked like, but at that moment, my life had purpose, direction, and meaning. Fast forward, several years later, in 2007, I'm walking into the Pentagon to interview for a job to join the Secretary of Defense to go to where? To go to Iraq. Between 2007 and 2010, I traveled as a civilian 14 times into Baghdad into combat. And in the middle of those civilian deployments, I came back home to run for Congress. Because not only did I want to serve my country 
and the federal government and overseas, but I felt a tug and a pull to serve my country here at home in Illinois' 14th congressional district in Kane County, which was my home county. And so, you know, it is so important uh, that we're all gathered here today because we have one mission, and that is for free and fair elections. Because while the men and women in blue protect us here at home, it's the men and women in uniform that protect us at home and abroad. And they're fighting, and they're dying for our right to gather here today. They're fighting, and they're dying for our right to run for office. They're fighting, and they're dying for our right to vote. I was in Iraq during their first voting in 2009, and it was remarkable because it's easy for us. In fact, if the weather's bad, people don't necessarily like to vote. But in Iraq, people spent all day traveling miles and miles and miles, hours and hours and hours just to cast a vote. And they knew that the enemy was along the roads because anyone walking, they knew exactly what they were doing. They were voting. They risked their lives to vote. And something that was remarkable to me, because I don't even think about that here at home. I'm worried about, is it raining? Is it too cold? How far is the parking spot to inside where I walk in? And you have people in other countries like in Iraq where it is so important that they vote that they are willing to risk their lives for it. And many of them do. But it's interesting, I hadn't really thought about how important this is until Scott Casper started discussing free and fair elections when I understood the role that particularly police officers can play in securing that. I thought it was remarkable. And when I called, and you're going to hear from the 40th police commissioner of New York City and the police commissioner on September 11th, Bernard Carrick. And when I called, and Bernie's a very dear friend of mine, and when I called Bernie and told him about this event, he said, Mark, I've been a cop for a very long time. People have been talking about this for years. No one's done it. And he said, the fact that you're doing it here in Chicago, he said, count me in. And his flight was booked, and Bernie's upstairs, and he's going to be speaking to us later today, and it's going to be remarkable. But, you know, it's important to highlight just a couple of things. Election judges are commissioned by the county clerk as officers of the circuit court. They're literally deputized to enforce the election code in polling places. And this is also very important. Judges take an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the state of Illinois. And I think very few people understand that taking an oath, how important that is. And particularly here in Cook County, it's important that there are at least two election judges in every precinct. And we necessarily know that that's not always the case. And again, people have talked about this for years and years and years. But no one's doing it except when today. And this is why it's so important that you're, that you're here. Because this is how we secure our elections. This is how we make sure that there isn't any funny business going on at the polling places. Because when you talk about Chicago and elections, it's a joke, right? Vote early. Vote often. Stealing elections is as American as apple pie. But the fact that we're all in this room together is proof that we want fair and free elections. And there's no one more important to help do that than the men 
and women in blue. And so God bless our police officers. It's also important that election judges, that their duties are a sacred trust to the public to safeguard the right to vote. Again, throughout today and in upcoming elections and every time you vote, don't forget about the men and women who have risked their lives securing this right. And the men and women abroad who vote knowing that this could be their last day here on earth. And in fact, in Iraq, and I think some of you that may have been there, they'll, they'll know that in Iraq, the families went through their rituals to prepare for death the eve of the election because most of them had the expectation that they would die, that they would be assassinated en route to their polling place. That's how serious they take voting. That's how serious they take elections. And so often we take this for granted here at home. And listen, I'm guilty of that too. But listen, I think we're going to have a tremendous midterm election for Republicans. We're going to have a tremendous presidential election in 2024. And it's easy to be talking about election reform and election integrity, but it's a lot harder to actually do something about this. And so that's why I congratulate every single one of you for being here and for your commitment in joining this fight to secure our elections. And I'm so grateful for people like Scott Casper and Nick Richmond from Freedom Initiative Now. And if you look at all of the sponsors, this really is a historic day here at Trump Tower. And what what better place to host a historic workshop, a historic day, than right here at Trump Tower? That's right. And, and it's funny, because we're live, you see me looking over, and the music starts playing when you've got about 30 seconds left. And so I'm looking over to make sure that I don't, that I don't go over my time. And welcome to live radio. You get to see how the sausage is made. But God bless all of you, and I know I can speak for John and myself, that we're in this fight with you. We're in the trenches. It's more than just talking about this on a radio show. It's more about more than just attending a workshop. Count us in, because I always like to say this, when we stand up, they stand down. Anyways, well, it's been an honor to not only be here at a historic day, but to be historic in terms of giving a speech on live radio. Um, and so I'd like to turn it back over to John. Thank you so much, Mark. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live from Trump Towers. Tune in, share the links. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We're live at Trump Towers, guys. Can you believe that? Mark, can you believe 
that we're broadcasting from Trump Towers right now? And we were just freestyling up there. <laughs> well, you were just freestyling. <laughs> and you'll be freestyling at, at 2.05. I will. I will. Um, that's That voice you heard is Mark Vargas from Mark My Words with Mark Vargas heard every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I, I've missed you, brother. I missed you, too, brother. It's good to be back with it's, you. It's the black and brown radio Black hour. and brown, baby. <laughs> Mark, I, you know, I've, I've missed so much, though. There's so much that, that's transpired throughout the country. There's so much that um, just transpired throughout Illinois. We'll get more into the Illinois-centric stuff in, in the next hour. Uh, but, I mean, what's going on with... Our president, Joe Biden. I'm hearing that he he passed wind in, in front of people and probably sharded himself. Can I say shark on radio? Yeah. He's, he's incompetent and incontinent. Wow. Wow. There he is. John Fogarty. That's right. <laughs> but... I mean, what's what's really going on? This is this is the leader of the free world right now. It, it's it's humiliating, and you know, Biden when he was elected said America is back on the world stage. Yeah. But then he comes on, and then he's on the world stage, and he's embarrassing embarrassing us. And the fact that he can't have a conversation with Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, without having to break wind. And listen, is that a true story? That, that's a true story. And you know, Biden was contributing to global warming during a climate change conference. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I did you hear Congressman Lauren Boebert? I hope I'm saying her, her, her name correctly. You are. Um, she got up on the House floor, and because she was upset with what happened to Representative um, Gosar That's from right. Arizona, and listen to what she had to say. I mean, I was I was just like, finally, Republicans are, are starting to get some kahunas and and pushing back and fighting back. Listen to what she said. Since the speaker has designated the floor to discuss members' inappropriate actions, shall we? The Jihad Squad member from Minnesota has paid her husband, and not her brother husband, the other one, over a million dollars in campaign funds. This member is allowed on the Foreign Affairs Committee while praising terrorists. And then the cherry on top. My colleague and three-month presidential candidate from California, who is on the Intelligence Committee, slept with Feng Feng, a Chinese spy. Wow. Let me say that again. A member of Congress who receives classified briefings was sleeping with the Florida. enemy. This is unacceptable, and this would never be... his time's expired. Gentleman from Florida. Uh, okay, Mark, now... Is this fair game? And this is this is to those who are listening right now. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. Is it fair game what Lauren, Congresswoman Lauren Bobart did on the House floor? I, absolutely, because this is in the interest of our national security. This is a big deal. And China is not our friend. China is our adversary. And, and they own us right now. And they own us right now. And they want so badly to defeat us economically. Militarily, yeah. they're stealing all of our, uh, you know, important information from our businesses, yes. right? Yeah. And uh, she has every right to point this out. Imagine this under the tr with a Trump yeah. family member. Yes, right? just think about that. Yes, I mean, I mean, it, it'd be on every major media outlet uh, known to man, and 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 it would be nonstop, just a consistent barrage of just beating up, and and that's what I'm that's. 
that's really what that's one of the reasons why I started this radio show because I wanted to point out the hypocrisy that happens in our in our government the the, the hypocrisy that happens in our in our media and I, I'm really encouraged by someone like Lauren Bobart and you know you know me you know how we we've, we've had many discussions uh, I can care less Democrat Republican I want people that still love this country that's right. I want people that believe that America is still the most exceptional country in the, that's ever been created. That's what matters to me when it, when it comes to and, and we're doing what's right for Americans, not not what's right for China, because I'm also I've been watching what's what the saber rattling China's been doing in Taiwan. That's right. If 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 if, if this president allows China to go over into Taiwan and take and, and invade them, America's lost. Because who name another country that will respect us? Name another country that that will look to America for leadership. Tell me. And, and, you know, Joe Biden was supposed to be the foreign policy expert, right? I mean, he was the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, which is essentially in Washington, insight from the inside. If you're chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, that's essentially the stepping stone to Secretary of State because you build all of these close personal relationships with every world leader Mm -hmm. and head of state. And in his he sold a bill of goods that was so wrong. And now we're seeing that under his administration, the world is falling apart. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why we're here today. The election integrity aspect. We, 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 election integrity has so many facets. That's, there's so many facets to election integrity. But I think one of the biggest parts of, of making sure we have election integrity is poll, watcher, poll watchers and election judges. Because, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to talk about this later on the show, but I remember being a kid in Chicago. You know, my my stepfather going out there knocking doors and going back to the um, um, the polling place, getting a list of people who were voting, and then we'd go out there and knock on the door to find out if they're voting. They didn't. They said, "No, we're not voting." But somehow they voted, Mark. <laughs> you know, but a good election judge, a good poll watcher, can stop those shenanigans because we just simply don't have that here in Cook County and a lot of the collar counties, where, where especially where there are not a lot of conservative or right-leaning thought people what do you say yeah and you know and some people may criticize me for saying this but listen this happens on the on the republican side too but the democrats have professionalized it they've perfected it we can't the republican party can't take uh can't say this is all democrats this happens on the republican side but the extent of the of, of what they've done on the democratic side is far worse far more professionalized than it is yeah. on the Republican side. Yeah, and I, I think I think Republicans are just too cowardly. You know, I'm sorry, man. We we we, we got to get a stiff backbone and and, and really really. I, I'm not going to say play their game, but we have to have Republicans who are willing to push back and fight back, like a congressman mm-hmm. Lauren Boebert, who's saying, you know what, the gloves are off, and that's one of the reasons why I love Governor Ron DeSantis too. That's right. Um, I mean, I mean, dude. What's not to love about Governor Rogers? I know there's a little. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm sitting in Trump Tower saying this. Yeah, I know that may be a little. There's been there reports. Is. There's a little tiff between Trump and DeSantis. But just, I'm sorry, uh, President Trump. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 just listen to this guy. Just listen to how he speaks with authority and and and, and how he talks about who we are. <clears throat> Uh, so, first of all, this idea that somehow conservatism is about 
like local school boards. It's the United States of America, not the United School Boards or County Commissions of America. So the the states are the primary vehicles to protect people's freedoms, their health, their safety, their welfare in our constitutional system. What Biden is doing is not constitutional. There has never been... There has never been a federal vaccine mandate imposed on the general public. I hear people talk about, you know, they used they do things in the military. Yeah, when I was in the military, they used to give me all kind of stuff. Honestly, I wish I would have thought a little bit, but I mean, whatever it was. But that's much different than regulating the military and then imposing it on civilians in society. It's never been done before. It's not, they don't have the power to do it. There's no federal police power. States have the, the federal the, 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 the police power. So that's from a constitutional perspective. It is worlds, worlds apart. Now, some people say, hey, these local governments wanted to lock down businesses. They wanted to force mandates. They wanted to keep the kids locked out of school. Yeah, you're damn right I overruled them on that because they were wrong. Let me tell you something. He's Trump 2.0. He really is. And and I I really hope that Trump and, and DeSantis could really figure out 2024. I say Trump DeSantis ticket. I, I say that would that would I know they're both from Florida. I know it's that maybe Florida. I know heavy. that maybe, but 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 I I talked to a constitutionalist. I talked to David Shetokis. He said there's a way that Trump and DeSantis could be on the same ticket because I mean, listen, is this a mark my words? This is mark mark my words. <laughs> but 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 we've lost that fight. The, President Trump, you can say what you want to say about him. You don't. You didn't like his mean tweets. You didn't like his personality. But he fought for this country. He believed in this country. He made sure that America was first. And now I'm seeing everybody trying to take the America first away from him. But he knew who we were. Right? That's right. You know... <laughs> And I hope that this uh, DeSantis-Trump thing doesn't build up and crescendo, but, you know, time will tell, man. You're listening to Black and Right with John Anthony and Mark Vargas, live at Trump Tower. We will be right back. (laughs) And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I can sing now that George Hoffdaddy's not in here. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We're live, broadcasting live from Trump Towers at the Responsibility in Government and Freedom Initiative Joint Coalition for Free and Fair Elections. Um, it's, it's a great event. So many people here. Uh, I'm just excited. Uh, I got my buddy Mark Vargas from Mark My Words with Mark Vargas. Heard every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Mark? This is amazing. This is a blast, man. Today, again, we're black and white, baby. Well, black and brown, baby. Black and brown. Black and brown is on the the air. You know, uh, Mark, you you heard what the the audio I just played from um, Congresswoman Lauren Bobart. Um, Joining us today is a candidate for the 6th Congressional District, Nikki Conforti. I hope I got that right because I butcher names. Uh, Nikki, welcome to Black and White. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. So what, what, how, how important is election integrity, uh, especially to someone who's running for Congress? How, how important is that for you? Extremely important. I think everybody 
was concerned with what happened in the 2020 election, Mm -hmm. but the important thing is that people get out to vote. I don't want people to make the um, false assumption that their vote doesn't matter. It matters more now than ever. It does. And you're running for the 6th Congressional, currently held by uh, Congressman Sean Cassidy. So you're out in the, are you out in the South part of the, the, the newly drawn 6th Congressional District? And why run now? Because there is no second chance. It's now or never. Because our future is at stake and our children's future is at stake. I'm running to preserve and protect the American dream. Amen. Nikki, what are some of the issues that you're seeing from constituents that are there, that are important to them as you, you're out on the campaign trail? My top three issues, and I'm uh, this is reverberating throughout the communities, are number one, we must back the blue. We need to make our communities more safe. I've had the opportunity to become very good friends with Sheriff Jim Mendrick, the DuPage County Sheriff, and they're taking their resources away today. And it, the criminals are getting more and more brazen. So we are at risk. It's not just in urban areas. It's all throughout the communities. And so that is my number one, refund the police. And tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, what what was uh, the impetus of you wanting to jump into a congressional race? That's a great question. I'm not a politician. I've never held elected office. For me, I didn't like the way the election went. And then come January 20th, 45 executive orders, and this country took a sharp turn to the left. Within a matter of weeks, I had a pit in my stomach that just wouldn't go away. And, you know, I have the fight in me, and I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and watch this happen because they are not going to take this country away from us. So I am taking a stand to take back my district, the 6th District, from the Democrats and and turn it red. Amen. 6th Congressional District, which was just uber red at one point, um, is now a purple district and, and fading to blue. How, I mean, what's your message to the, the people who, you know, you're running as a Republican. I am. Um, what's your message, message to those people who may not be a Republican and, 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 but are fed up? Because when you look at Governor Pritzker and his tyrannical rule in the last couple of um, years, what's your message to those people to say, hey, I want your vote. I need your support if we're going to take back the 6th Congressional District. Our life has changed dramatically in less than a year. It's getting more and more expensive to live our daily lives. It costs more to put gas in our car. Just last week, Fox News put out a statistic, 61% increase in gas prices in a year. It costs more to put... 61% more expensive to put gas in our car today. That's right. It costs more to put food on our table. Milk is up. Meat is up. And our taxes are going up. And I think that's a bipartisan issue for everybody. I'm, I, when I get to Congress, I am going to push forward effective spending that will curb the spending that's going on in Washington, D.C. and help curb the cost of living. It's, it sounds like, see, I'm glad you went there and not the, the, the regular, the normal Republican route. Oh, we've got to make sure the taxes. No, these are kitchen table issues. These are issues that anybody, no matter the political stripe, they understand and they, they, can, they understand that 
we have to take back this country. I'm sorry. And, and, and I'm of the belief, because I am a true, diehard, conservative Republican. And I think the principles of conservatism is what will bring us back. I agree. There is no second chance. It's now or never. This election cycle is critically important. I agree. Real quick, Nikki, where can people get information on your campaign? Thank you, Mark. Yes, go to Conforti for Congress. That's Conforti, the number four, congress.com. You're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, I assume, as well? Absolutely. All right. We'll encourage everyone to check that out for more information. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Nikki Conforti, thanks so much for joining Black and, Black and Right Radio. Nikki Conforti running for the 6th Congressional District. Go out and find her. Look for her. If you can help support her, please do that. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, live from Trump Tower, with my boy, Mark Vargas. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM 560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live from Trump Towers with my black and brown compadre. Mark Vargas. Good to be with you, brother. Or the, or the Hungarian. Wait, what does what Roger Stone call you? His favorite Hungarian. His favorite Hungarian. <laughs> Roger Stone. <laughs> Only Roger Stone can get away with something like that. <laughs> you know, Mark, I, I, I did watch. I was check. I was. I did watch a lot of some of the highlights, uh, especially when I was on social media. I saw. You know, they some of the news agencies had the live stream of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Um, I'm glad he got off on all counts. Absolutely. I know if I was the police officer investigating that, that case, I don't see how the, a state's attorney would even bring a case like that up for trial. And I'm, I'm sure there are cops in here who would agree with me. Um, what, what, what do you think, what, what was it that the, the jury saw that you believe allowed them to say, nope, not, I'm not guilty on all counts? Well, this was such a high-profile case that it should set alarms off that the actual state's attorney did not want to try this case. He handed it off to someone, a deputy state's attorney. Okay. So that should tell you one thing. Yeah. He doesn't want to touch it. Yeah. Right? And if crap hits the fan, it's this guy's fault, not mine. And they were terrible. And he washed his hands. He was terrible. I think it was key that when Rittenhouse actually took the stand, he was emotional. And he was talking about how he was acting in self-defense. I'm not a lawyer or a legal expert, but I, that, that's impactful when the, yeah. when the jury can see the sincerity yeah. of the defendant that was saying, uh, no, I, I was, this was all in self-defense. So I think you know, those were a couple of key points. But you know, the, the, the prosecutor just did a terrible job yeah. at the end of the day. But, but you know, a skateboard can't, can't harm you or cause great bodily harm. It can't kill you. So I did hear the back and forth between, you know, when they were chasing him and, you know, the, the whole self-defense. What, what, when did the whole Rittenhouse as part of, of the white supremacists, when did that enter into the, the, the dynamics of, 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 of guilt for him? Well, we could thank uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden for that because in 2020, Joe Biden likened Rittenhouse to a white supremacist. And I put on my Twitter that I'm still waiting for uh, President Biden's apology to yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse and his family for him. Uh, for saying that he was a white supremacist because, as you know, John, in America, the yeah. United States of America, you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in normal t- if this was normal times, 
um, which we, we're probably far from normal ever seeing it normal ever again, especially when it comes to uh, our judicial system. And I, I saw this as our judicial system on trial, because when you look at what happened to in the George Floyd situation, when you look at what's what's been happening to uh, cops that have been tried, um, and the jurors have been afraid to make decisions because they were afraid of the after effect of what would happen uh, with the the BLMs and the Anquifas. Yeah, I don't give them that. They, they don't deserve the title, Antifa. Uh, the Anquifas. Uh, shout out to Cashley Kelly who gave me that name. Um, but they don't deserve the, the, to be called Anquifa. But these people hate the idea of American greatness, right? The, they really do. And we've, we've fallen so far uh, and the fact that you know, again, here was something that was remarkable to me is that the, the the mainstream media would have been all over this if this was a Republican appointed judge. Of course. But he was appointed by a Democrat. What? I, he was no, I didn't know that. by a Democrat. And what was interesting that if this was a, he was appointed by a Republican, they would be going crazy yeah. about this. And so yeah. uh, the beauty of this is that this judge followed the law. Yeah. And, you know, the and, Democrats are silent about that. And I, but, I, but, I mean, God bless this judge because he took control of his courtroom. He sure did. If, if, I, I mean, he really showed how judges from henceforth or any of these type of high-profile high cases should com- immediately take control of their courtroom. I mean, how many times did he send the jurors out? He, he did. <laughs> and, and to berate the prosecutor. And here's one thing that I appreciate. On Veterans Day, he acknowledged one of the witnesses who was a veteran, and everybody applauded the veteran in the courtroom. Wow. And you can only imagine this. Who who got angry about that? The mainstream media and the no leftists. No way. They were upset that he was applauding a veteran on Veterans Day. Have we fallen that far in America where we can't celebrate the men and women who give the ultimate price when it comes to defending this country? I mean, not just not just our veterans, but, but even the men and women that are in this room who are police officers, you know. I mean, have we fallen and have we sunk in that low as a country? But, but or, or at, is it the media likes to pump up these very minimal cases? Which is it? Yeah, it's a good question, John. And, you know, he took some criticism again from the mainstream media and the left because a phone appeared to ring in the courtroom and they believed it was his phone and it was playing a patriotic song. That was his ringtone. And so you can imagine the left kind of going crazy over wow. that. And so we have fallen far in terms of the patriotism. This is, but, but, this is a new Democratic Party. But being here today... Doesn't this warm your heart to see that this many people are willing to fight, especially cops, retired cops, are willing to fight to make sure that we don't lose the great republic? It is. And again, this is historic, I think, to be here for this event and to be hosting your show live here from Trump Tower. This really is an important Important day. Hey, you know what? I really quickly, I want to give a shout out to the gold standard, Erica. I'm going to call, I'm just going to say her last, her first name, Erica. Um, she put together an event uh, where they were working out today and raised money in honor of my son today. Wow. So, Erica from the gold standard in Shanahan, thank you so much. Uh, it really means a lot to the Anthony family. Uh, that, And we didn't even ask for this. They just took it upon themselves to do this. Um, we've been having so many of those instances where people have just been taking it upon themselves who, and wanting to honor our son. Um, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. I'm having a great time with my, my good friend, my brother, my buddy, Mark Vargas. We'll be right back. Only human 
after all, don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. He has a cadence where I can hide my voice in. (laughs) My terrible voice. So I love when his song comes on, Human, um, because I can hide my voice. Um, But Mark, you know, we, we... we have to stop when it comes to these high-profile cases um, getting so emotional because I was reading some, um, there was a news report that a lot of people from Kenosha didn't know the details. Right. Of, of, they didn't know that he put out a fire. They didn't know that he was out there to help. They thought he, he brought the gun up from uh, Antioch. But this is what's happening in our country, right? And when, when, when you allow the media to control and lead the narrative. It's called trial by media. And there's a series of Netflix about that. But no, this is a perfect example of what's happening. And this is why, John, I was so happy to be involved with the Trump White House, Trump administration, to work on, work on criminal justice reform. Yeah. Because people are getting screwed every single day. Yeah, they are. They really are. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Pete from Montgomery. Welcome to Black and Right. Hi, John. First and foremost, I want to express my condolences to, your, to you and your family for your loss. Thank you, Pete. Uh, I'm actually, my takeaway from this was the jury intimidation that was brought about by the press and all the protesters. Yeah. It amazes me that the jury, any jury, could come back with a verdict, guilty or innocent, under those conditions. Um, That's true. And it's very, very detrimental to our society if that jury system has been around 150 years yeah. gets destroyed by modern media. Well, I, I think they they felt like they they found a way through the intimidation between the BLMs and the Anquifa crowds. But I'm I was so happy to see that the, this jury stood tall and this judge stood tall and said, "Not here. It won't happen on my watch." Well, it's I, I agree with you about the Anquifa, and I love that term and BLM <laughs> guys. But it's even it's even on, on our side where we support Kyle. We were shouting and screaming as well. Yeah. So it's dangerous on all counts. I agree. Uh, and and that prosecutor needs to suffer consequences for his malfeasance. Yeah, I, I'm I'm told that there's going to be probably some repercussions for what he did. Uh, Pete, thanks so much for calling. I appreciate you you listening to the show, and thanks so much for the the, the concern. You know, John, the only thing that Kyle Rittenhouse murdered was this prosecutor's career. <laughs> I knew you were going to come with that one line. I knew you were going to come with some one-liners. And you know what? You, you're 1,000% correct because, I mean, Pete, Pete said it right. You know, this prosecutor should, should, should suffer some, some, some problems, you know, through his career. He should be done. He should be done. I'm told that there, there was evidence as far as a video that they weren't allowed that wasn't made during Discovery. Dude, really? Play all the tapes. Right. Well, Robert Glovich, right. play the tapes. This is a perfect example yeah. that they, they, they can hide things. But again, as you said, John, thank God for this judge. Yeah. Because he controlled the courtroom and he held them accountable. And the fact that he was berating the prosecutor because the prosecutor was talking about how the Kyle was, has been silent. Yeah. He has a right to remain silent. Right. Right. 
He has a right, right. to do this. And he should know better. Right. And he was trying to throw that against him as if, like, implying that he's guilty. That's why he's quiet. And the judge is like, no, that's the law. He has a right to be quiet. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of Blago, we're going to talk in the next hour about you and Blago's special on uh, Hulu. It hit number two on yeah, Hulu. Yeah, you, 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 um, I saw it. Man. The, the, well, the international. Come on, man. Don't, don't forget my top, my part. The international mystery, man. Um, but you know, we, we're gonna let's let's talk about that and how how that's going. And um, you know, I love Rod. I, I, I get a lot of beef for that, but uh, I just I, I continue to think that he got a, a bad rap. Um, I personally think also that. Somebody they they were protecting somebody else, and I think he used to be the former president. Uh, I will go that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, that's that's the end of hour one. Please don't go anywhere. Hour two coming up next. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony, live at Trump Tower with my boy Mark Vargas, the Black and Brown Connection. Hour two coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back yeah. to Hour 2. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live at Trump Tower. Hey, where's, where's, where's... Hey, round it up. I, I, you know, my buddy... I, I was going to say, man, black and brown, but, you know, the brown didn't come up on the stage with me. <laughs> Mark Vargas. Or the, or, or the greatest Hungarian. <laughs> I'll come well, up. You come up? Of course. Thank man. you. I need the support. Hey, um, really quickly, guys. How many people in here have ever really been an election judge? Wow. This, you, you see this response? Look around. Look, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. You guys see this response? This is what happens in almost every room that I've been in speaking throughout the state of Illinois. Not many people understanding the power of being an election judge. Can I get a little bit more, Eric, on the, on the mic? Not really understanding what it means to be an election judge and how important the voter verification aspect. If we, thank you. If we don't get this correct, America is doomed. Our great republic is doomed. And it's so great to look across, look out into the audience and see so many people here who are interested in making sure that America, that we keep this republic. Because she's worth fighting for. How many of you believe that? How many people believe that America is worth fighting for? The most, most of you may not know, but I'm also a former state representative. I saw my good buddy, the Illinois, uh, I won't say the party, but <laughs> John Fogarty's here in the, in, the, in the place. John, you know you're a rock star. You know that. You know I love you. Uh, and John, John's been around a long time and seen the shenanigans that go around. I was talking about earlier on the radio show, when it comes to voter verification, I remember being a kid. I'm from the 21st Ward, 53rd Precinct. Anybody know where that's at? Anybody? Okay, it's on the south side of Chicago. Uh, I'll never forget, I've been involved in Illinois politics since I was five years old. I grew up through the Daily Machine before it became the Madigan Machine. And I'll never, <laughs> some of you understood that. <laughs> and, and I definitely, I remember, I remember this. 
I used to go into the polling place with my stepfather. We'd, he'd get a list from the election judge. I don't need this anymore. He'd get a list from the election judge. And then we'd go knock on the door. Hey, are you voting today? No, I'm not voting today. But once, somehow that person voted. Think about this. We live in a state, we live in a country where most states don't require identification. Don't you think, don't you think we would wake up and realize that we want, we want the best integral system when it comes to our voting? Because, and, and voter identification, maybe not be, it, it, that might not be the most secure, but it start, it, it, we have to start somewhere. Because if, because if I come in and have to show you my identification, you now see who I am and know who I am. But here in Illinois, we don't want that. That's why voter, voter verification is out the door. All it takes is a signature here in the state of Illinois. Yeah, we want it. We want it here in this room. But there are a lot of people that are listening to, even to this show today. Because I, I, I have a very wide, my social media stream is heard in all 50 states and 59 different countries. People listen to the Black and White radio show. You know, when you look at the role of voter verification, this is what happens. A voter arrives. You have the voter communicate both their last name and address. Now, <laughs> I love how he wrote this. <laughs> it may be human nature to verify the address by reading to the voter what is in the e-poll book. Don't do that because you're giving them information. You know, how many people know that there are a lot of um, dilapidated buildings where alleged voters are? But if we don't do the e-verification aspect, we'll never know, we'll never find out. That's why I'm for a forensic audit, now watch this, of every presidential election. <laughs> we have to have that. Because guess what? We're changing pans of power at that moment. This is treasonous what happened um, recently in, in 2020 elections. I don't, care, I don't care what party you belong to. If you don't stand for voter integrity, if you don't stand for that, we've lost. We've lost. And we have to get people engaged. So when you leave here, it doesn't stop here at this event. And I know a lot of the cops, cops, you guys are, I can't say that word, I forgot. You know what I was going to say. There's certain words you can and can't say on radio, so I, I have to go through my, Mark, you know. <laughs> I almost said it. <laughs> But you've been beat up so hard in the last couple of years. But this whole defund the police, most of you don't know, but I'm a former Kendall County Sheriff's deputy and a Champaign City cop. I don't know if I could do the job today. I really don't. I don't know if I could do the job today. Just how, in, how intense it is for you guys out there. And Scott, I know I'm, I'm veering off the talking points, but please forgive me. I, I, I feel this, you know. I'm, I'm a former Baptist preacher, so... <laughs> preach it. Preach it. <laughs> but can we all just give a round of, uh, of applause for the men and women that serve in our police departments? Your job, your job is tough. It's intense. Most people couldn't handle it because of the split-second decisions you have to make. I know I've been there. I've had to make those split-second decisions. But just know that friends of you, black and white radio is friends of all police. 
Do we have bad apples? Yes, we do. Some of you serve with some of those bad apples. You know that that happens. Name a, name a profession where we don't have bad apples. So we applaud you. We support you. And I think Scott Casper came up with a brilliant idea to, allow, to, 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 to teach and train police officers how to be election judges. We need poll watchers, too. Don't get me wrong on that aspect, too. That's very important. But I, I will talk about this because I think this is important. Sorry, Scott. The ballot chain of custody, and I'm going to read from this because this, these are some very important, because we're going to have a, a, a panel that discusses this in more depth and detail coming up. Ballots should never leave the polling room, ever, under no circumstances. Remember this if you're signed up as an election judge. Anyone dropping off a mail-in mail -in ballot must identify himself or herself, be noted in the poll book, and the affidavit must be completed. Watch the ballot judges. I'm watching my time, so this is a lot goes on the radio, let me tell you. And giving a speech on the radio show, that's, that's different. Um, watch the ballot judges to make sure they are providing the voter with the correct ballot. Let me tell you how much that happens. That happens a ton in, the, in, in elections. Make sure that the ballot judges initials the ballot in red. You know, that's a lot what's happening with, um, what's his name, Grogan. You know, and that's what that happened a lot. That happens a lot here in Cook County because there are no judges. There are no judges to see if the initials are there, if it's done in red. So they just do it and because they know there's no one's going to hold them accountable. But we're going to hold them accountable henceforth, right? Yeah, that was an applause line. No, I'm just kidding. I feel like Joe Biden up here. And, and last but not least, make sure the ballot box judge checks for the red initials as the voter feeds the ballot into the tabulator. I think Scott said it earlier, we digitize our entire voting system. That concerns me as an American citizen. That concerns me as someone who believes in the republic. Yeah, I keep saying the republic. I don't believe America, we are not a democracy. I know we've, there's a lot of fight going back and forth. Democracy and republic are the same thing. Show me, show me, show me. We have to fight for this country. We are the last line of defense. There's no cavalry coming. We are the cavalry. You are the cavalry. And if you want to win back this state, you want to win back this country, it's going to take every last one of you. It's going to take your friends. Have, have, have voter registration parties. How many people in here are, are signed up for, as voter registrars that can register people to vote? One, two, three, four, three people. Three people. Sign up to register to, to, to be, one minute, look at this. One minute. <laughs> I'm just getting in my groove, too. <laughs> Radio Land's like, what? No, but sign up. Be a poll watcher. We need you. If we're going to make this work, if we're going to make this work, remember, guys, it's not about D or, or R. It's about America, because that's who we are. That's who we are. That's the fight. <laughs> I got to check for my music. Ah, oh, my music is on. You guys kicking me off the stage. Mark, really? It happens. Hey, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live at Trump Tower. Come on down. Yeah. Mark Vargas, Scott Casper. We'll be right back.
Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live at the Trump Tower with my buddy, Mark Vargas. Mark, you're right. That felt awkward giving a speech while you are doing the live radio show. I, I thought you were kind of like fibbing there a little bit. Until I actually did it. <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was like, wait, am I like giving a speech while I'm on the radio? And I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah, no, this is strange. I just said it's weird without my microphone on. <laughs> so this is this is how the sausage is made. But it is different. You're up there giving a speech. You're live on radio, and we're looking to Eric for cues about when we get cut off and how much time we've got left, and putting the mic oh, headset God. on. <laughs> That's, that's how I felt. That's your buddy. Except this was a victory for both of us up yeah. there today because we didn't break wind like Vice President nope. Biden. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. Only Mark. We didn't contribute to global warming today. <laughs> you know, I, I really want to quickly, really quickly go over some of the sponsors for our, this event. Um, hey, how you doing? CDL 1000, Andrew Sopko, Jeremiah Fitzgerald from Panelscape, uh, Nick Corey and Corey Management, Gary Frenchy from the Next News Network. Frenchy fan. He's doing a great job as the MC. In there. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, um, you know our, our station, AM560, The Answer. Well, I mean, we're everywhere. You know? AM560 has been just everywhere. We're engaged in the community. Communities, uh, we're engaged. We're really trying to make a difference as a radio station, and um, I, I think people are really starting to know and see and understand just how the vo- we're, we're becoming the voice for the people. We we really are, and there's strength in numbers. Yeah, e pluribus unum, out yeah. of many, one. Yeah, and Jeff Reisman uh, is doing a, a wonderful job. Black white Marcus, you know that's my nickname. For him. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of a, a white man named Marcus Brown? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Hey, hey, black, white, Marcus. Hey, I never heard of it. Something new. Um, but, you know, um, I'm so glad that, you know, speaking of the, I want to continue where we left off with the Rittenhouse because, you know, a lot of people said it was all about he got off because of white privilege. But no one's talking about the black guy, and I don't want to say his name, but the black guy who shot at police and he called it self-defense, who also got off. And this trial was going right at the same time, but no one wanted to talk about that. Mark, can you enlighten the radio audience of why you think no one wanted to talk about that? Well, because you have Biden weighing in on this Rittenhouse case very early on, and I think tainting the jury pool by someone with a voice as loud as his as a major party candidate. Yeah, and you know what? Speaking of Rittenhouse... Let's go to the phone line. <laughs> Jim from South Elgin, sponsor of the show. Well, two of my favorite show. guys. It's good to hear you guys having a good time. Um, uh, last night I uh, was listening to our Urban Talk radio uh, friends at the other side of the dial, and they were still repeating all the garbage about Rittenhouse went up there to kill black people, blah, blah. So I called them up. I said, you know, are you, are you a communist? I said, you sound like one. No, I did. You know, I said, you know. I, I believe you, Jim. I know you. <laughs> no, I, no, in fact, you know, they didn't want to let P. Ray on. I said, let her on. You know, we, yeah. you know the good thing about radio is you have a little diversity. Yeah. You know? yeah but I said, true. you know what, this whole thing, you know, first of all, how about the fact that they withheld the video evidence from the defense? 
you know, and all these other things. And, you know, the fact that the NBC guy was following the the uh, bus, you know, to try to find out who the jurors were and things like this. I said, I also brought up, for people who don't know this, Father Flager is a good uh, fan of the people there at this radio station. And oh, last gosh. year he was deflocked because somebody came out and said 20 yeah. years ago he'd sexually yeah. harassed them because yeah. they were trying to get juice money out of him. I yeah. said, you know what? It was wrong. I came to Flager's defense. I even wrote a letter to the diocese to see in support of his case because and it was wrong it. from the beginning. He beat it, but I also compared the Kavanaugh case. I said, this is the same garbage with Rittenauer. Now, you guys got to quit this garbage about misinformation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, it's too much money in, the, in, in, in the, you know, corporate media uh, to stop that because, you know, as many eyes and ears that get glued to those televisions when they when they report this misinformation, so I think they yeah. you pro- we probably won't see that unless something happens, you know I don't know legislatively, but you know then you then you're trampling on the First Amendment. So I think and I think I think they know that you know. Well, and I also brought the fact that you know there's a gun charge. I say all I have to do is take a ruler. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this whole God. myth about crossing state lines. Well, you know what? Who crossed state lines that caused the trouble in the first place? Yeah, you know? and Quifa and the BLM crowd. And Quifa and yeah, BLM crowd, that's who. You yeah, know? it was time to take out the political shotgun last night, I'm telling you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jim, thanks so much. And, Jim, thank you so much for coming out to my son, so I'm going to It's always service. a pleasure. Was my, I'm sorry for it. It was a beautiful event, very uh, distinctive, and it's good to see a lot of support you had there. And uh, I'll yeah. see you guys down in a couple hours. All right, buddy. Take care. You know, we had 1,400 people that showed up at my son's home going. I was there. Yeah, and I, I want to you know, give a shout-out to Pastor Randy Bland and Karen Bland for, you know, inviting us in to the church. Uh, they've taken so well, so good care of Deb and I and my family. Uh, Pastor Randy Bland, is, he, he knows he's in my heart, so I, I really, really, really appreciate him. Uh, back to the phone lines. Greg Evanston, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, and listen, I, I love the guys' show, by the way, but I just wanted to uh, say that you may or may not have seen this, but back in, like, the summer of 2020 when all of these uh, protests slash riots were going on, uh, I remember that there was a video I saw on YouTube of a woman who was in her car somewhere here in the Chicago area. I don't know exactly where, but um, there were some uh, gentlemen who were kind of protecting a business in the same way that some of the guys who were with Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. were trying to protect some of those businesses, these gentlemen, the, the difference was these gentlemen were African-American. Uh, of course. And they were standing around like a, sort of on top of the roof. Oh, I remember this. I remember this. I remember this YouTube. Yeah, it, was it was on like, YouTube. It was like a strip mall with yes. maybe some, you know, some stores like a phone store or something. And yes. then there was a gas station. And, and they had blocked off the entrance so that none of the rioters could come up to the stores or anything. And this woman stopped her car, and she was yelling the most profane stuff at these yes. guys. Like, I'm going to come back and burn this stuff yes. down, blah, 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 blah. And I just thought to myself, well, this is really weird. You know, it's like, uh, it's good. I think what the guys were doing was good to protect the businesses. But, like, nobody ever brought this up as a comparison. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, well I, I have been bringing this up on my show. I've been, I've definitely because the hypocrisy of what happened in the in the summer of 2020 riots and what's happened with 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 this, what happened on on January 6th, I've definitely been making those comparisons because you know I, I think it's important important that people understand the hypocrisy that's out there. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And listen, you guys keep doing the good work there, man. Thank you so much for calling Black and White. Thank you so much for listening, Greg. Um, yeah, man, it's it's 
we 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 got a lot of work to do, Mark. We, we do. have a lot of work to do when you look at, you know, the, especially the media's influence, the corporate media's influence, and 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 just our everyday um, living. Yeah. How do we fight that, Mark? You know, a, a big problem too is the fact that there's blogs and that information and misinformation yeah. can spread so fast, and that before it was just on in a newspaper, right, or a, a print. Now you've got digital, which I think just it really changes the whole ball game. Yeah, and and then when you look at big tech, um, basically uh, monitoring who can and who can't be that voice. That's right. You know, there's there's they they get to decide. They they're the purveyors of truth. They get to decide what's truth and what's not truth, right? I was at the Bitcoin conference in the green room and the VIP behind stage because I was there with a friend. And they brought in Jack Dorsey from Twitter. And they treated this guy like he was a king. They cleared everybody out of the VIP room. They swept it. They brought in new furniture because he was walking through for five seconds. Wow. And if you think about he knows the sort of treatment that he's getting. It's further sort of proving to the point that this guy is king because they treat him like a king. But he is. Think about it. He has a kingdom. So does Zuckerberg. They have kingdoms. Controls the voice of yes. the 45th president of the United yes. States. And, and, and what when you look at social media collectively, billions of voices can be controlled through all these social media mechanisms. Right? So he, when he walks through, he is royalty. He, in his mind... And, and to the, you know, subservience that serve him, too. <laughs> you know, since we're here at Trump Tower, I've got a recommendation for the 45th president. Cool. And that is if he wants his Twitter restored, he ought to start uh, uh, talking about the Taliban. Oh, that's right. Wait, wait. Well, what, didn't he create another fake Twitter page? Well, <laughs> didn't the president create some other? You know, they've been trying. But the fact that the, the Taliban, the, a terrorist organization, yeah. can use the Twitter platform yeah. to get their messaging out. But yet the president of the 45th. The 45th president of the United States of America is silence. Yeah, that's that's the new America. But we got to make sure we maintain America. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live at Trump Tower. We'll be right back. Black and right with John Anthony on AM560 Theater. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live at one of the greatest presidents to ever serve this country, Donald John Trump Tower. With my main man, Mark Vargas, of Mark My Words with Mark Vargas, heard every Sunday from 7 to 9. Mark? Uh-oh. <laughs> I think, uh, nobody wants you to talk. I always do this, man. Yeah, you turned it off. <laughs> I turned it off, you know, live radio. Yeah. But good to be here, man. Thank you for coming. You know, just really, the last thing uh, I want to talk about with this this um, Rittenhouse thing, uh, I don't know if you heard Cuomo interviewing uh, the attorney of Rittenhouse. And I think Cuomo said one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard uttered out of somebody from the media. Well, and, uh, and that's, you know, the media that's says a lot something. of dumb things. But I want you to hear this, inter- this interaction between uh, Cuomo on um, CNN or Clinton News Network uh, and the, the attorney for Kyle Rittenhouse. Just, just, I, I, I want to hear what you have to say about this. Listen. And that's why I asked the question. It's hard to believe that somebody chasing you uh, is going to beat you uh, to death. 
Uh, Why else was he chasing him, Chris? Probably to, to get him and beat him up, hurt him. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, I listen, you can kill somebody with a skateboard. You can. You, you can kill somebody who's shooting at you. You can kill what somebody with your looks. Too. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but just to hear him say that, and, and I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. Yep. He's an attorney. To hear him say that was one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard when it comes to when it came to a a, 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 a case involving somebody that died. Well, the, the, being dumb runs in the family because his brother, yeah. Andrew Cuomo, is now considering running for attorney general. Oh. Did you hear Ooh. about that? Because Letitia James initiated the investigation yes. against Cuomo. She's now running for governor. Yeah. Oh. And he wants to run for attorney general because who's going to have investigative powers over the governor? Ooh. Politics is a guy. funny business. It's a crazy business. Um, but, you know, Mark, yeah. I've asked... Darren Gobb from Restore Liberty, based out of Hel- Helena, Helen, Helena, Helen, Montana, to join us to discuss his his group that he's put together in over thirty eight states thus far. So far, uh, Restore Liberty. So, talk to us. What is the restore? What is Restore Liberty, and why did you create it? And what what what's the purpose? And what are you guys going to be doing throughout? And you're trying to come here in Illinois. So, what are you guys trying trying to do here in Illinois and across the country? Well, here in Illinois, I was actually invited by a friend because of this event that's going on right now that you've recently talked to, and, and I'm really excited to be here. It's been a long time. Uh, and so we're trying to get Restore Liberty to come into Illinois because we're, we're building state directors across all the states. And so we have 38 state directors right now, and it's a grassroots organization, all volunteers. And we're focused on school boards and judicial races with the, with the long-term goal of being the organization nationwide that has the hardest to get endorsement of any organization across the country. So if you get the Restore Liberty Golden Ticket, you've earned it. You've earned it. You've moved to the next level as far as we're concerned. And the people that I work with, we won't do anything but constitutional. Yeah, so what's, what's, what are some of the things that you guys are setting out to do? Um, what are some of the, the goals, the objectives to try to uh, change states? Who are lost at this moment, especially Illinois, places like Illinois. <laughs> I think we've we've been lost. I feel like we've been like that Lilo and Stitch character. You remember when yeah. they get lost in the woods? We're as lost as Joe Biden. <laughs> that too. And, I don't and, think anybody's that. And lost. Lilo, what <laughs> was it? Lilo or Stitch? I don't know which the, which is the blue character. He just cried out, "I'm lost." That's Stitch. <laughs> Stitch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lost. So, what are your objectives? Uh, our objectives are really to take skill sets and talents across the country where they're right now fairly rare. Election judges being one of them, or people who've ex- who've effectively taken on school boards or judicial races, and be able to replicate their experiences and their talents across all of our all of our network in all the states across the country. And we really want to be able to say, you know, we're, we're tired of playing the lesser of two evil games with politicians, and be able to really magnify those those people who are truly constitutional, truly people servants, and say. Uh, nobody else is going to get the endorsement yeah. of Restore Liberty. Yeah. These are the right people. They have a servant's heart and the servant's mindset. Yeah. They're not there for themselves. Okay. So uh, we got about a minute and some left. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? Can, is, is there a website where people can yeah. sign up and, and start um, following what you guys, the work you guys are trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. We're across all social media platforms under Restore Liberty. We live a lot on Telegram with that. But our website is uh, restore-liberty.org. 
and there's a thing on there called Practical Tacticals. It's how to get involved at many levels. There's a lot of different stuff. You can go go visit us, contact us through our general mailbox there, and just see, see what we're about. See some of our interviews, not, not only on your radio station, but on Newsmax and other locations. Just get to know us as an organization yeah. and as people, and you'll realize that we are like you. Yeah. We just want to take a country back, and this is our yeah. way of doing it. And, and we are the cavalry. We are. Right? We are the leaders we're looking That's for. That's right. So many people are looking for the cavalry. We are the cavalry. Right. So, Darren, thanks so much for joining us on, the, on uh, Black and White Radio. Thanks, Hope Jim. to have you back soon if you're ever back in Illinois. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Thank anytime. you. Anytime. Thank you. Uh, but, Mark, it's going to take groups like Restore Liberty and, and, and Freedom Initiative Now and Responsibility in Government That's to right. take back this, this state, especially specifically to Illinois and and also to the country, right? That's right. And that's the silver lining during this pandemic is so many great organizations and individuals have all stepped up. And uh, you're a perfect example of this. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live at Trump Towers with my brown man, the Hungarian, Mark Vargas. <laughs> Bernie Carrick, former commissioner, coming up next. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I am here with John Anthony, and I am Mark Vargas, and we are live at Trump Tower for Coalition for Free and Fair Elections with Responsibility in Government and Freedom Initiative now. And we are joined, John, here with our keynote speaker, our VIP speaker, the 40th Police Commissioner of the New York City Police Department, Bernard Carrick. Bernie, welcome back to Black and White, my friend, and welcome to Chicago. Thank you. Thank you. Bernie, when I gave you a call and told you about this, you said something that I thought was really important about training cops to be election judges. You said people have talked about this for a long time. Well, they've talked about it for a long time. I I think people don't realize how important the judges are, right? You, You have to have two parties in the in the polling centers that's going to judge and, and look at the ballots as they come in, look at the votes as they come in. One thing we saw in 2020, there were a number of places around the country, they didn't have two parties. They didn't have Republican observers. In Pennsylvania, for example, we had hundreds of thousands of ballots that came into the system. And the only people that saw them were uh, Democrats. And they came in after hours. Many came in after hours, between 1 and 5 in the morning. That kind of stuff has to stop. No cheating. No cheating. And the more judges we have, the more people we have in the polling sites that know what to look for, know how to respond, um, know what the law is. This is all about the law. You know, I don't, I don't care what party you're in. Democrat Party, Republican Party, doesn't make any difference. Abide by the law. No cheating. Every valid vote must count. And, and no cheating. You know, Bernie, we're here in Chicago where crime is skyrocketing, carjackings at all-time highs, shootings, drive-by shootings. It, crime is not getting better. It's getting worse. And this is the symptom of Democratic leadership. Well, it's, it's only getting worse because of the leadership in the city, right? Um, you have cities around the country, many of them, that are run by Democrats, whether it's Chicago, Atlanta, Baltimore, Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle. 
every one of these cities are run by a Democrat. In every one of these cities, we've seen increases in violent crime, shootings, murders, carjackings. And I, I think what the general public doesn't understand, for every increase you see in those categories, you see decreases in economic development, real estate value, tourism. They are destroying these cities. Chicago's no different. And Chicago should be one of the flourishing cities in this, in this nation because they have a phenomenal police department. That's right. The Chicago Police Department, you know, when I think of the better police departments around the country, I think of New York City, Chicago, L.A., Houston, Miami. Those are the best of the best. They have the best training, the, the most cops. This should be a city that's flourishing, and it's not because of the mayor and the city's leadership. Hey, hey Commissioner Carrick, can, can you put these on? Because I want you to hear some audio that from Chris Cuomo. I'm sure you probably heard it. Uh, as, like as you, I'm a former police officer. But I, I thought this, we just talked about this in the last segment. I thought this was one of the dumbest, most asinine comments that I've ever heard from somebody in media when it comes to uh, a criminal case of this nature. Uh, I, want, I want to play this audio and I want to get your thoughts about <laughs> what Chris Cuomo had to say to Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney. Here we go. And that's why I asked the question. It's hard to believe that somebody chasing you uh, is going to beat you uh, to death. Uh, Why else was he chasing him, Chris? Probably to, to get him and beat him up, hurt him. Commissioner, if, 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 you, if you were still over in New York and you were leading, first of all, I still don't understand why this was even prosecuted. Well, I don't, I, listen, I, I don't think anybody does, you know, uh, and, and I'll be the first to say, I didn't see all the evidence. I didn't see what the jury saw, but the jury did see all the evidence. Every single speck of evidence that was produced, the jury did see. They came to the conclusion that it was self-defense, okay? He had the right to defend himself. When you look at the videos of, and I saw most of the videos, if not all of them, when you look at the videos of them chasing him, of them attempting to attack him, assault him with a skateboard, with another guy pulling a gun on him, there were already shots fired. Nobody in their right mind would say that this wasn't self-defense. But the left has gone out on this, I don't know, this crusade to basically knock it down. And, and I think that's terrible because there are people out there that have a right to defend themselves. No, that's right. John? No, go ahead. no and Bernie... <laughs> God bless this judge. Oh. And, and here's what's interesting is he was appointed by a Democrat. If this were if he were appointed by a Republican, the mainstream media would be going ballistic. Well, they're still going ballistic, but it does. Listen, it doesn't matter. You know, I was on a, a number of I did a number of interviews yesterday. Here's the key. This was a jury trial. We live by the Constitution. They took the law into consideration. They saw all the evidence, and they made a determination of guilt or innocence. And, and that's the bottom line. And I give the judge a lot of credit for trying to hold the standards of law in the courtroom. Um, the prosecutors who, in my opinion, just watching what I watch, are some of the most incompetent morons I've ever seen in a courtroom. What, what they were thinking, bringing the case in the first place, I don't know. But then, not only did they bring the case, they were going to try to fight for it and do things unethically in the courtroom, you know, in an attempt to convict this kid. 
And, and Commissioner, how do we, as, as a nation, as especially somewhere, a place like here in Illinois, how do we push back against the media narratives that are leading in every aspect of our country? When you look at um, Carol Rittenhouse was a white supremacist, where did they get that from? How do we, what's the, what's the model that we should use to make sure that, because we're, as conservatives, we're basically, we're done in the media. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. Here's one of the problems I see. Conservatives, they sit back, they watch, they're respectful, they listen, but they're not loud. They don't get loud. They don't fight back. They don't argue back. And I honestly think it's hurt us. You know, the, the left goes out there and they, com- they make complete, you know, morons out of themselves at some of the stuff they say and they do, but they're loud as hell. And that's why people listen. You know, that's why they listen. And, and the bottom line is, we have to fight back. We have to go up public, get out there, and start talking about what's right and what's wrong. Bernie, you're close to the president. How is President Trump doing? I think he's doing okay. I think he's doing okay. I think he's, uh, you know, I think he's he's going to be focused on two things. One, um, you know, how we make sure there's fair elections in the future, and two, um, that we put the right people in office that puts America first instead of their positions first. And do you think he's leaning towards running for president? You have to ask him. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> so, so here's a question. Here's a question. When is... Commissioner Bernie Kerrig ever going to run for office? He's not. He's not. That's why I'm doing interviews on the sideline here. But we need, we, we need good quality people like yeah, you, though. Listen, we need good quality people. My time is coming past. You know, yeah. I'll help somebody. Yeah. You know, we're, I'm, I'm supporting some great people running for office right now. Vernon Jones down in yes. Georgia. It's my friend. Um, Eric Greitens in uh, yes. Missouri. Jane Timkins in Ohio. I'm supporting some great people. Um, would I do it myself? No. Those days are over. Yeah. You know, Bernie, do you, we saw what happened in Virginia with Yunkin and New Jersey, your home state. Boy, I mean, that came out of left field, the fact that, that the governor's race was so close. Well, listen, it, not only was the governor's race close, and here's the thing that I think a lot of people lost. We flipped four Senate seats, four state Senate seats, and four state assembly seats. Nobody talked about that. No. They were so focused on the governor's uh, race, which I still think there's a good chance, uh, you know, the, the, those, those found absentee ballots in the middle of the night, they had a lot to do with the winning of that election uh, for Murphy. But uh, you know what? I think things are changing. I think Virginia set the stage um, for an understanding that they're changing. But I think we're going to see a major, major upset in 2020. 2022. Well, Commissioner, thank you so much for joining Black and Right Radio again, uh, once again. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you, and uh, you've always been one of my heroes. I've read all your books. Thank you. Uh, thank you, you. You really were a That's only because Mark forced you to. No, no, no. That's <laughs> all right. That's okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, man. Thank Commissioner you. Bernie Carrick, 40th Commissioner of New York. Uh, what a great guy. Uh, Scott, come on over here, buddy. No, you can, stay, you can stay if you like. You can stay if you like. Scott, thank you so much for putting this on. Um, what was what 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 caused you to push you to, to put something like this on, especially to focus in on cops? 
Well, that's a fantastic question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and, John, I, I want to thank you for being here today and, and for running your show here today. Thank you. It's, it's been phenomenal. We've gotten so much praise for your show. Thank you. And, um, thank you. And, and, and we just we love you. Yeah. Um, but the motivation behind this and, and for, bringing, for bringing in law enforcement is, you know, cops have been... Go ahead. Keep talking. Keep talking. Sorry. <laughs> cops have been through the, uh, the ringer the last two years. And... You know, whether it be the defund the police movement or whether it be um, the vaccine mandates, it's been really rough on, on law enforcement. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are really worked up, well, a lot of friends in law enforcement who are worked up about these, these situations. And, you know, becoming part of the electoral process is an excellent way to focus that, that energy into something productive. And, you know, it got me, I, I got to thinking about election judges because Cook County, and, and actually it's all the Cowher counties, but Cook County has a, a real shortage of election judges, a real shortage of people who who want to get involved in the process. Yeah. And, and this is like a great thing for police officers to get involved with. They have the they have the skills from their job to be election judges. Now, now Scott, we got about a minute and ten seconds left. Yeah. Um, how can people get involved with responsibility in government? You guys got any future events coming up as well? Absolutely. You know, this was so successful that. We wanted to take this on on the road, and and this today's event proves that this was this this meets a a, yeah. a demand out there. So we, we do plan on doing uh, maybe not the Trump Hotel, <laughs> maybe 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 a courtyard by Marriott next time. But, but we're we're gonna be taking this on the road yeah. because this this concept applies to all the suburbs and, and downstate Illinois as well. Yeah. Um, and you know we have a number of downstate Illinois police officers here today That's from true. from Macon County. So. I mean, if they're willing to drive... Sheriff Jim Root is here. He is here. You know? So if they're willing to drive that, that distance, you know, then they'll definitely attend an event in their town. So where can people find you? It's responsibilityandgovernment.com is our website. Um, and we'll, we'll put more information about future events as they, as they come to be. All right. Scott, Scott Casper, thank you so much for joining. And, you know, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the planning process. Also, Absolutely. for doing my show here today. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you so much, Scott. I really yeah. appreciate it. Um, guys, Mark, that's pretty much... That's pretty much, we got, what, 45 seconds left? Anything, any last words? No, I mean, what, what a day. And, John, I just want to say it's great to have you back, brother. Thank you. We love you. We love Thank Deborah. You. We love your whole family. And um, we won't stop praying for you. Thank you. And, again, we love you. Commissioner, I, I, I lost my son to suicide Sunday. Monday morning, so I uh, yeah I know that yeah uh, I, w- I was sad to hear it. Uh, yeah. It's it's a terrible thing, um, and my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. Well, thank you so much, uh, AM five sixty family. Thank you so much for all of the prayers, all of the thoughts, all the concerns. Um, please continue to do them. Send them. I I, I gave out my phone number seven zero eight eight nine 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 zero zero. If you want to send me a call, send me a text. Um, it, it it really means a lot. Until next week. We're out from live from Trump Towers. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.